Welcome to Truly Oz, where we're devoted to sharing insider scoops on our major cities and the exploration of regional, rural and outback Australia. We created these Truly Oz podcasts so that before you travel somewhere, you know a little bit about the place and have the lowdown on things to check out. I also love sharing my top picks on where to eat, drink, play and stay. For more travel inspiration, you can also check out our stories online at trulyoz.com and also find us on Instagram at trulyoz. The beautifully rugged Freycinet Peninsula juts out into the sea on Tasmania's mid-east coast. Freycinet National Park is dominated by knuckles of granite mountains, with the highest peak in the Hazard Range being Mount Freycinet at 620 metres tall. The stunning mountain range is surrounded by azure bays and white sand beaches, the most famous of which is called Wineglass Bay. It's been voted many times around the world as one of the best beaches you can see. But firstly, I would like to pay my respects to the traditional custodians of the land, who are known as the Oyster Bay Tribe. They have hunted and gathered on this peninsula for tens of thousands of years, and many middens can still be found in these parts. Whaling parties, tin and coal miners and pastoralists are among those who have lived and worked on the peninsula. And today you'll still come across old mine shafts, abandoned farmers' huts and the remains of whalers' camps. Freycinet was first discovered by European settlers when in 1642 Abel Tasman was navigating the east coast. At the time he thought it was a chain of islands, but in 1802 to 1803 French explorer Nicolas Bourdain reached the area and discovered that it was a peninsula. He then named it after one of his senior officers, one of the Freycinet brothers. This magical region that has more than its fair share of natural beauty has long been admired by naturalists, artists, writers and photographers. And in 1916, it was reserved as a national park, making it the oldest national park in Tasmania, along with Mount Field. Wineglass Bay, with its dazzling white sand beaches and its clear turquoise waters, is perfect for sea kayaking, swimming and scuba diving. The Hazard Range is ideal for climbing, abseiling and mountain walking, and the coastal heathlands have wonderful day walks. Bird lovers also love this region, and if you're lucky you'll catch a white-bellied sea eagle gliding overhead or see large Australasian gannets diving for food. In the bushland you might see small nectar-feeding birds such as eastern spinebills and yellow-throated or crescent honeyeaters, and it's hard to miss the noise when a flock of yellow-tailed black cockatoos fly by. If you love bushwalking, Short walks in Freycinet National Park include Cape Tourville, which is only 20 minutes, the famous Wineglass Bay lookout that takes one to one and a half hours, the longer Wineglass Bay route of 2.5 hours, or a trek to Hazards Beach takes you about three and a half hours. There are operators in the area where you can also join multi-day walking and sailing tours. When it comes to food and wine, Freycinet and the surrounding towns and villages do not disappoint. It's Tasmania, after all and it's a peninsula with great soil and a cool climate. Everyone who has visited Tassie says you can just keep going back again and again and discover more. To send you in the right direction if you're cruising around while staying in Freycinet, Freycinet Peninsula is right down south. Coles Bay is next up south, and up north on the east coast is Bishano. And across the water from these to the west is Swansea. So if you plan your trip and do a circular drive taking in all these foodie havens, you can go one way or the other. They're not far apart and the road trips here are breathtakingly beautiful. If you are starting from the west in Swansea, there is a beautiful family-run winery called Milton Vineyard, which was once a 19th century wool farm. There are still 3,500 sheep on this beautiful property that offers wonderful Pinot Noir, Syrah, Gerwitz Tramina as well as Chardonnay, and more recently they've added Tempranillo to the menu. 
Also in Swansea is Kate's Berry Farm, which is a rustic cafe store that sells berries, jams, ice creams and handcrafted chocolates. You can stay longer and enjoy pancakes, scones, jam and cream, strawberry crepes and delectable range of desserts at the Just Desserts Cafe, which overlooks rows of berries to breathtaking views across Great Oyster Bay. If whiskey is more your thing, don't miss Spring Bay Distillery, which is further down south past Swansea towards Mariah Island, and it's where owners Cam and Susie Breck create whiskey influenced by the sea. They also offer top gins, vodkas and brandy. Enjoy tastings in a rustic friendly space or book a tour for up to 20 people so you can check out the full grain-to-bottle facility. It gets pretty busy, so do remember to book. A bit more west and in between Swansea and Bichino is Craigie No Vineyard, the oldest vineyard in the region, owned by friendly hosts Glenn and Alex. Enjoy a wine testing and if you want to linger longer, tuck into a cheese board or a platter of delicious Tasmanian produce and a glass or two of wine. For sweet tooths, wrap up your experience with a decadent handcrafted chocolate and wine matching. Delish. In Bichino, you'll find the well-loved farm shed, which is also known as Tasmania's East Coast Wine Centre. It always has at least five local wines available for tasting by the glass, and it sells more than 50 wines from 20 different producers. You can also do a whiskey and gin tasting, and it has a great selection of Tasmanian teas and coffees. They also display the works of local artists, and offer things such as handmade jewellery and adornments, homewares, artworks, books and publications, prints and fine art greeting cards. They even have some small pieces of handcrafted furniture and they have a small post office in the store so you can send anything home. Further south in Coles Bay, serious coffee lovers should swing by Geograph Restaurant and Espresso Bar, which is open seven days a week offering breakfast, lunch and dinner. You can also order wood-fired pizzas, indulge in fresh local seafood and match it with some wine. It has an awesome outdoor deck that offers guests amazing coastal views. For wine lovers, back down in the Freysonette area, there's many fave wineries and cellar doors where you can also grab some more Tassie produce. The famous Devil's Corner at Apslawn is a photographer's dream. It has two places where you can grab a meal and don't miss climbing up the Sculpture Light Lookout Tower. Again, wood-fired pizza is on the menu, or you can enjoy fresh local seafood from local outlet, The Fishers. They also do great fish and chips, and there's live music all year round with Sunday sessions, so you can grab a place on the lawn and enjoy your fish and chips while listening to some music. Nearby Freysonet Vineyard was created by Jeff and Susan Bull when they cleared the site in 1978, planted their first vines in 1979, and established the first commercial winery on the East Coast. They offer a range of top wines, including superb Rieslings, Chardonnays and Pinot Noirs, and they also create a beautifully fragrant olive oil made from the olives grown on their property. You probably have some wine, whiskey, coffee or tea on board by now, so if you want to match your own food to your drinks, head to Freysonet Marine Farm, where you can buy oysters, mussels, scallops and rock lobster. You can dine on their deck or take them back to wherever you're staying. Or you can do a farm tour with Oyster Bay Tours where you can sip on wine and eat freshly shucked oysters from a table complete with a white tablecloth while in your wading pants on the actual oyster lease. Sapphire Freysonet at Coles Bay is what I consider to be the cream of the crop of luxury lodges in Australia and it's on par with lodges such as Southern Ocean Lodge which is being rebuilt on Kangaroo Island after the devastating 2019 bushfires. It's as much about the building as it is about the sense of peace, the sublime food and service, and living in luxury in one of the most remote places in the world. There's no getting around it, it's expensive, at around 3000 a couple per night, 
but that does include dining packages as well. Considered the jewel of Tasmania, Sapphire was designed by renowned local Tasmanian architects Morris Nunn and Associates, and there's actually a Sapphire lounge at Hobart Airport. From the air, you can see that the main lobby and the communal areas are shaped like a giant stingray, with the suites in a sweeping curve below. There are only 20 suites discreetly positioned on the water's edge overlooking the Hazards Mountains, Freysnet Peninsula and the pristine waters of Great Oyster Bay. They have plunge pools and floor-to-ceiling glass to take in the views. On-site Palette Restaurant dishes up Tasmania's freshest, finest produce with the best wines and beer to match that you can also enjoy in the lounge and seating areas overlooking the superb mountains ahead of you. There are sparse facilities that you can book into, an amazing experience such as meeting Tasmanian devils or enjoying champagne and oysters on the oyster lease. You can book a yacht, do a beekeeping tour, experience a connection to country tour or visit distilleries and wineries on your own privately escorted tour. Freysnet Lodge in the National Park is a second favourite in these parts and it also dishes up wonderful food and wine experiences. It's not as exy as Sapphire at around $5.50 to 1000 a night for a couple and you can stay in one of the stunning coastal pavilions or in a mountain terrace room. But luxury for many is being in the great outdoors in an incredible location. So if you want to immerse yourself in nature without dishing out the big bucks, there are plenty of places to go camping in Freysnet National Park and the views are a million bucks anyway. This is really popular during summer and autumn, and you can also book into affordable cabins or a host of other resorts, hotels and motels. Rex has daily flights from Melbourne to Burnie and Devonport on Tasmania's northwest. From there, it's a two to three hour drive to Freysnet Peninsula. It's an incredibly scenic drive and you can visit many of the little fishing towns and villages along the way. Thanks for listening to the Truly Oz podcast. If you like what you heard, hit follow or subscribe so you never miss an episode. And for more travel inspiration, head over to trulyoz.com or catch us on Instagram. We look forward to bringing you more Truly Oz travel inspiration soon. This podcast was made by Afternoon Sport Group. Afternoon Sport. Are you thinking about making a podcast? If so, contact the Afternoon Sport Group. We'll make it easy. With the technical know-how and industry knowledge, we'll get your podcast up and running in no time. Get in touch via our website or email hello at afternoonsport.com.